to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about imposter syndrome. Researchers estimate that 70% of us experience imposter syndrome at one time or another. For some people, it can be debilitating. Before we talk about how to combat imposter syndrome, though, let's get clear on what it is. Imposter syndrome is a term that's used to describe high-achieving people who experience a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. They usually have impressive accomplishments, like they've been promoted at their job, or they have a special degree or a title. Despite those impressive accomplishments, though, their self-limiting beliefs prevent them from feeling successful. Let's go through some of the warning signs of imposter syndrome. As I talk about these, think about how many of them sound like you. Chronic feelings of self-doubt. Most people with imposter syndrome constantly second-guess their decisions. No matter how successful they become, they feel inadequate. They think their success is mostly about good luck. Someone with imposter syndrome might think that the only reason they achieve something is because they were in the right place at the right time. Instead of recognizing their hard work, their skills, or their talents, they might say, I just got lucky. Perfectionistic tendencies. The combination of the fear of failure and chronic feelings of inadequacy can drive someone to over-prepare for everything. Most people with imposter syndrome work really long hours. They always double-check and redo things, and they obsess about getting all the details right. Many high achievers feel like they're only as good as their last accomplishment. As a result, they're constantly chasing the next big thing, and they struggle to ever feel good enough. And they worry someone will find out they're a fraud. They live in fear that their colleagues or their bosses might discover that they really have no idea what they're doing. If any of those things ring true, you might have imposter syndrome. If you don't experience it now, you might have experienced it in the past. Maybe when you graduated from college, you felt like you had in fact learned nothing from your degree and that you had no business entering the workforce. Or maybe once when you landed a new job, you just felt completely underqualified. You might experience imposter syndrome on and off. There might be moments when you feel qualified and times when you think you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. And for some people, imposter syndrome goes beyond work. They might experience it at home too. You might think you have no idea how to be a good parent, how to be a good friend, or even how to be a good person. You might spend a lot of time feeling like you don't know what you're doing and thinking that everyone else has it all figured out. Of course, there are times when that's a fact. We just don't know what we're doing. But imposter syndrome is irrational. It's an exaggerated belief that we're incompetent, despite evidence to the contrary. So how do you combat imposter syndrome? There are lots of things you could do. It could start with changing your thoughts, reminding yourself that you're competent, and even making a list of your positive qualities and achievements could help you see that maybe you are more qualified than you give yourself credit for. But my favorite strategy is actually to just get a mentor 
and to mentor someone else. The reason you should get a mentor is because it will give you a chance to talk about your concerns that you aren't qualified. That could help you see that you're not alone in your feelings. Your mentor will likely be able to relate. They can also remind you of the things that you've done or the knowledge that you've forgotten. But perhaps even more powerful than getting a mentor is to try mentoring someone else. That's tough to do when you feel like you're underqualified. After all, you won't want a brand new employee or a new graduate seeing you mess up. But that fear that you aren't qualified to mentor someone is unfounded. And when you begin to mentor someone, you'll be reminded about how much you've learned over the years. You could become someone's official mentor, but you also might find it more practical to occasionally help other people. Like you could volunteer to talk to local students about your career. Mentoring, supervising, and teaching are what helped me combat imposter syndrome. I remember feeling like a complete imposter when I first started working as a therapist. I had passed my licensing board exam, I had a degree, and I had this piece of paper from the state that said I could work as a therapist, but I still didn't feel qualified. And the way that it works when you're a therapist is that for the first two years, you work under a supervisor who signs off on almost everything you do. So my supervisor reviewed every diagnosis I gave, every progress note that I wrote, every treatment plan, every insurance claim, all of those sorts of things. And then we met every week to review my cases. When those two weeks were up, I was on my own. And again, I felt completely unqualified to be left to my own devices. Within about a year, my boss actually asked me to supervise someone else, which meant I would start to sign off on their paperwork. But I declined. I thought my supervisor was ridiculous for even suggesting it. I didn't feel like I was qualified at that point. Then about eight years into my career, I started teaching at a community college. I remember walking onto the college campus as an instructor and I felt like a complete fraud. I didn't think I had the knowledge or the skills to teach students. But that actually changed over time. Every class that I taught gave me an opportunity to answer questions from students. And I could share real life stories from my experiences as a therapist. That reminded me how much I had learned and how many skills I had gained. Teaching gave me more confidence and it reduced my imposter syndrome. But it's not just my anecdotal evidence that this works. There's research that mentoring, teaching, or helping someone else reduces imposter syndrome. Of course, that's the last thing you feel like doing when you're struggling with imposter syndrome. You'll think that you aren't qualified or you'll be terrified that it will cause other people to see how incompetent you are. After all, what if you try to mentor someone who's actually smarter than you are? Or what if you try to teach someone something and it turns out that they have more skills than you do? When you start to think those types of thoughts, though, remind yourself that's actually part of what imposter syndrome is. It will try to convince you that you're the least qualified person in the room, even when there's evidence to the contrary. And right about now, you might be thinking, yeah, but I don't have anyone I can mentor. But trust me, you do. Maybe there's not someone in your office who needs a mentor, or maybe you don't even have the type of job where that's easy to do. But you do have access to plenty of people who would love to learn from you. You can start a blog, post tips on social media, create a newsletter, launch a website, or even start your own podcast. If you don't have time to create an ongoing project, you still have options. You could write an article for a trade magazine, be a guest on someone else's podcast, or even add a line to your LinkedIn profile that says you're happy to answer a question from anyone who's interested in pursuing a career similar to yours. So while standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself that you're awesome, might help some people. 
Positive affirmations can sometimes fall flat if you don't believe those things to be true. That's why the best way to combat imposter syndrome is to get out there and do something. You'll prove your brain wrong and start chipping away at those fears about not having enough knowledge or not having the skills that you need to succeed. When you mentor other people or teach them, you'll see that you've learned a lot already. And of course, you can always keep learning and growing even more as you go. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.